tonight, Nega. Very uh, original topic because we have the Parsha. Um, and so the first page is a piece from Hirsch where he deals with what does the word Nega mean? You know, how do you translate the word Nega? So he grapple, actually grapple, grapples with the translation of the, a, good, a good translation of the word. Um, for for, for the, the actual copy of the page where he has the translation on the top was on the previous page and put it in. He translated as a plague. Okay? In, in by far, the, the majority of cases in which the word nega occurs, it definitely refers not, not to a condition of ordinary disease, but to one which comes especially sent by God. The person affected is nagua, literally touched by the finger of God. The word maga, the touch. So the nega is from touching. Touched is a weaker form of nogaf, which from which you get magefa, the sudden stroke of death. The word disease, which is, by which it is usually translated, which you have used here in default of knowing a really fitting one, by no means expressed, expresses the idea of nega. Using the word disease is wrong. Plague also is scarcely any better. It only refers to a person affected and makes the reference as nega, that's the idea of its origin. So the more hurrious refers to the explicit chazal, later on, Includes from that it that is from it that for nigi adam too, only such nagoyim are excluded from tuma, which can be referred back to other pathological causes, need not be taken as being directly sent by God. And the more it brings over there, it says that the word nega comes if we can we can assign that the nega came because of kishu, because of shadim, it's not tome. There's only tuma on it. There's only something which we cannot. Put any other any other source other than a kashbarcha. That's where the tumah comes from. So the tumah, which is connected to the idea of, of nagoyim, has to be raised simply because it's clear that it's not because of a disease. It's the opposite. If I can if I can find some natural reason why it's there, then it's not going to be tummy. By definition, that's what the more is saying. The more in hurries. So so nega, the, the, the best way to translate nega is because it's, it's it's actually clearly the finger of God. That's uh, that's um, and worship has touched him, as it were. Um, Beautiful thought. Let's see what I can do with this. The next page is a brief piece from the same Shmuel. Uh, obviously, the you know, the Bali Machshava, the Shemir Shmuel, Reb Tzadik, the Sasemis, touching a lot of Minyanim over here. Um, so the. Um, Shem Yishmuel says, as the Kuzari says, Shumach mas histalkos ha'or ha'elokhi Mekabashim histalkos ruach ha'chaim ha'odam menisha guf meis nishtanam ha'reyu Just like when the neshama leaves a person totally, the body changes. Kamokhein histalkos ha'or ha'elokhi nira shini mara So, when the person loses some element of his divine countenance, the or ha'elokhi, there's a certain... Uh, level of kedusha of the neshama, so the body's going to change. So what he's adding over here is that the nega is we almost as opposed to that Rishon has to physically generate the nega. It's the opposite. By the Rishon taking away the orhaluki, the male of the nega is going to occur because that's a natural response. Just like when you take away the neshama, the natural response is the body. The body is going to have deterioration. So you take away this 
the human being or the Yisrael, it's almost like the, the gun doesn't apply to Akum, which now we understand why. Because they didn't have the Orhuel key to start with, that you're saying that now they're losing the Orhuel key. So, but, but, a, but a person who has Orhuel key and loses it, there's going to be an element of, and the Pasuk actually refers to the, the Basar of the, of the Mitzara as Basar Mace. That's what the Pasuk at the end of the end of Aloysia, it talks about Miriam and the Chiat Saras. Um, it talks about the Altihika Mace. It's the, there's the element of Mesa involved in it. Um, Chazal said there's four people which are compared to, to, to consider like they're amazed. One of them is Mitzar. He's alive, right? But in this sense, there's something else, some element of Mesa which, which applies to him. So that's what the Shem Shmuel is adding based on the Kuzari, that it, it's not an active act of being Neugev him, but it's just, it's, it's, it's the removal which, 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 which causes it. Okay. The next piece is a piece from David Hoffman. Wouldn't you think, though, other organs would, would be affected? Because the whole body, when someone dies, everything is affected. Um, so it's an interesting question. So you see from, you see from Chazal, um, there's a piece of Chavaz Chaim, which was, I didn't put into the packet. Um, theoretically, it could affect other parts of the body, it seems to be, because he brings some, based on the Shlaw, um, that the eager place that a nega takes place is on the neshama, not on the goof. And Be'etzim, the, the idea of Nagoyim is trend is chesed. Because since the nega moves from the neshama onto the goof, it expresses itself, it can be processed and removed. But nowadays we don't have Nagoyim, so it remains stuck on the neshama when a person goes to Shemayim. He walks into the holy, holy place over there with this tzaraz, and, and they pull away from him. And he has to go through the process after death, which is not very gishmak. So he says that we lost the chesed of having the goyim here in this world. But it seems to be that well, he seems to write with the whole thing of his own. Theoretically, he could really express itself in other parts of the body also. Okay, um, the next piece is a fascinating piece. The savior is from Rabbi David Hoffman. Rabbi Hoffman. Um, I don't know how many of you have heard of him yet. So David Hoffman was the um, one of the Magidishir professors, I guess I was in the Rabbiner Seminar from Brazil Hildesheimer. It was the Orthodox uh, Rabbiner Seminar in Berlin, as opposed to the Rabbiner Seminar of the Reform, which is in Berlin also. Um, and he's most well known for his 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 work against against the Bible critics. Right, so when the Bible critics came along, and one, one of the, the, the there was this whole Wellhausen and these whole group of people came up, and they, 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 towards the second half of the 19th century, this idea that the Bible is written by multiple authors, based on different proofs and you know questions, etc. Half the stuff is ridiculous, um, and half the stuff is questions. You know, you have to answer them. But um, and they started writing like whole different theories. You know, so there, there, there's, there's the writer who likes to use the word Elohim writer, and there's like a writer who likes to use the word Havaya writer, and there's like different writers, and that's why they explain different things based on that. So he wrote a Pirish and Chumash to debunk a lot of their 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 their, their stupidities. Um, so uh, it was put out by the Rabbinic Seminar, etc. It's it's a German work with the the, the, the long-windedness of a German work. It's written in Hebrew, but it's a German work. Um, very scar- some elements are very scholarly. 
but it's, 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 he has some fascinating insights. There's fascinating things over there. Um, I just want to tell you, this is like a, I, I had a mice. I was in Dayton, Ohio, for a seed program. Um, the person running the program asked me if I'd be willing to learn with this uh, this individual who's coming in, who's read a lot of Bible criticism and he wants to get answers to his questions. I said, "Okay, fine." So the guy walks in. So he tells me his story. He says that he went to a Aish discovery weekend, which the whole purpose of the weekend is to prove that the Bible is divine, right? And he said, "You know." The Bible's divine. I got to keep it. I don't want to change my lifestyle, right? So I decided I want to see if there's any proofs that the Bible's not divine. Like you know, there's counter proofs, you know. <laughs> so he's been reading this works of Bible criticism, which prove that the Bible's not divine. Like that's you know, and now he can just stay the way he is. He says he says to me, one of my friends said to me, like you know, like like who cares what's divine or not divine? You know what? Do it. Don't do it. He says no, no, no. That's not true. <laughs> if it's divine, I got to do it. You know that much honesty he had. If it's real, I got to do it. I don't want to do it. So I rather prefer, prefer that it's not real. Right? So where's, the, where's his source he's reading? He's reading it from a work, and he quotes the name of a work. This is written by a reform rabbi um, in, um, uh, who's a, who's a, who was a professor at Abraham Union College. Is it uh, Neusner? Jacob Neusner? Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know which one it was. but the, Okay, so... Now, here's a guy who has elements of honesty, right? Because, <laughs> because you know, he says, if it's true, I'm going to do it. I don't want to do it, but if it's true, I'm going to do it. Yeah, you know? So, so okay, so, so, so let me hear your first proof. He says, okay, the first one, he says, he wants to know that, that it has to be two different writers, because you see by the story of, you know, of Noah, sometimes it says there was two by two, sometimes there was seven. Ah, Gabal Gakash. This is his first cash. This is a raya that the two different writers. And I got your mind, you know, like I said, you know, I said, I want to point out somebody that somebody asked this question, really. One of the early commentators. He says, Really? He says, His name is Rashi. <laughs> you know? And he says, You know, when they live, he lived, you know, etc. Fine. He says, You think that the, the guy who wrote this book knew about Rashi? He says, Everybody knows about Rashi. He said, Of course. He says, He didn't quote that somebody, he wrote as if like he came up with this cash. Like it's his. He, you know, discovered America. You know, like, you know, like, right, right. I says, so immediately his, the whole, fellow's whole credibility got undermined because like, how could you do that? You, you know, how, I said, I said, there's nobody who learns, who, who learns the Torah honestly who's not aware of the Rashi. The Rashi. The Rashi. How can I learn Rashi? So I showed him the Rashi, showed him inside, I saw the explanation. So, okay. Next question. He says to me, that if you look at the story and have David, you know, with, with, with David and Goliath, the story as presented in Shmuel, and the story presented in the Rehob, remember two different stories. This is interesting cash. The Radak asked the cash. <laughs> to show him the Radak, you know. And kids are, you know, but it's a poor guy, like, you know, like, you know, and he says, I'm sorry, this book is not credible. <laughs> it's not, you know, like he's making no questions if he, like, he thought of these phenomenal, like, brilliant idiocies, you know, I mean, like, you know, like, so I, my um, respect for Bible criticism is not great. Anyway. Um, so what happened to the guy? I don't know. I don't know what happened to the guy. I know the guy was having a lot of conflict at that point in time. <laughs> it's all your fault. I left it to the rabbi. So the rabbi, I told him the story what happened after our, our, our session. Sure, but baby, buddy. <laughs> you know, you with it. Okay, so a lot of what, what David Hoffman does, he does follow a person, and a lot of it deals with symbolism, etc. He does follow a person in that, in that respect. 
Okay, so this is in Vayikra Yudalev, which is really not the Parsha of Tzvim This is at the end of Parsha Shmini, where the Torah introduces for the first time a Chol Sasuris, and then it deals in Yin of Tumah. We have all the halachas of Tumah and Tahara regards to dead animals and shrotsim, etc. So that's the first introduction to the concept of Tumah. So in that respect, you know, there's, he talks about um, the following. If not, the Labir, the only Tumah Satara, Rav Ginoseim, the Resh is the Harkivis Hasporah. So that word is his, one of his words. Rav Gavani means multicolored, multifaceted. Okay. Um, so there's such a word, but making it one word, it's Rav, you know, it's like, it's, it's interesting usage. Anyway. So. Um, Nimsa, we will see with exclusion of some of the processes of special carbonas, etc. That's basically three different types of tumor. The tumors mesim, you have the tumors which are generated from death, be it death of a human being, be it death of an animal, etc. Okay. Base the tumors have both been noisy and goof other. These are the the tumas uh, minaguf. They come right, and then there's tumas nagoyim. There's three three categories. And that's not his. This is not his kiddush. That, that's a lot of people use this. We divide the, the tumas into three categories. Okay. Um, number, point number one. Kol mitayach shtochem misiyomim. Each one of the different levels of tumor generate Allah that you're not allowed to enter into certain areas. Right? There's certain areas which are usher to a person who has different levels, different types of tumor. Hano Rishon, Tumas Mace, the Velo Sherits, Yatumakmin and Mikdish. They cannot go into the base of Mikdish. They cannot know what's referred to in Allah, Mimachna Hashkina. Okay, Elam Sigma Shani Yatim, Ahmetech Machna Shani, Hanamachna Levium. They can't enter the, into Machalavia. So in the in the midbor, the three sections, there was where the Mishkan was. Moshe and Abod of the Mishkan. There was Levium around that, and there was Klaisel around that. So there's three Machlas were Machna Shkina, Machalavia, and Machna Yisro. Correspondingly, in in in, the, in Eretz Yisrael, the base the base itself was Machna Shkina. The Harabais was, was was corresponding in Allah to Machalavia, and Yishalai was Machna Yisro. That's how we divided up. So they, they left the Mikdash, which is a Kodesh Baruch Hu. They left leaving being with the people which are the close, the servants of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, the Zosu servant, the Levim, the Karebim, and Lashem. Or they leave Am Yisrael. Those are the three ways of, of rewriting that thought. Um... We refer to hate this tumor as well. And that causes the Shekinah to leave Klai Yisrael. Right? The Roshim says that a certain level of Tumah, I'm not going to be with them anymore, whatever it is. And the Roshim says it's Mechapra, and that the Roshim is Shekhem Mesech Tumah is B'nai Yisrael. So then we, we have a right to then draw parallels between Tuma and Chet, because that's clearly a usage for the Torah rec- rec- recognizes. So if you look at the three Madregas, I would suggest the three Madregas are the following. So the next paragraph says, There are various Klapi Hashem. There are various which a person does which are between him and his Creator. There is a various Adam La'atzmihu. 
the damage that human being does to his own being. The bears which are the, primarily it's which are the various which impact the society, etc. Okay. So his argument is is going to be if I know which group has to leave which place, I can then see these different types of various. A person who has the very of the first type, which is the very Papi Hashem, cannot be with Hashem, he cannot be in the Mikdash. A person who is degrading himself cannot be together with the people who are the of the Hashem and the servants of Hashem, the Levim. And the person who is damaging the, the society cannot be with the society. And he has to leave, the, the, the person who has the goyim has to leave from the greater society. That's how he makes up the division. And he says, why would I see those... Okay, so that makes sense. So why do I see the elements of Misa, the tumors of Misa, as being... Have to do with the Kaddish Baruch Why do I see the tumors which are Yerzim and have to do with the person himself? Why do I see the tumors of the Goyim having to do with the society? So that's what he has to fill in. Um, think about the following. The man was created to connect to Kaddish Baruch Hu. The truth is the, the, the proper punishment for... Uh, we are we are guests in this world, right? And we have a right to be booted out whenever we don't act properly. Right? We don't do. We, I we don't. I, I invite somebody into the into the into the company, right? You know, I want him to do his work. He's not doing his work. Just so excuse me, you're fired. Well, in the terms of of life, that means, right? Um, I once read. I mentioned to you. There, there was a magazine called Light Magazine. I mentioned that to you. Light Magazine was put out by a person named Rashia Lyman. That's everybody, uh, Lyman's uncle. Rashia Lyman, Oliver Sholem. Rashia Lyman's brother. And this was in the 70s and 80s. He felt there was very, it wasn't so much in the way of you know, Jewish literature, etc. He put out a period of time, he put out a magazine called Light Magazine. And every week there was a, every, came out monthly, I think, or bi monthly. Um, and uh, there was, a story in there, and there was some comment, you know, interesting things. So eventually, they took some of the, the stories and they published it in books. So in one of the one of the books, they have a story over there. Um, the name of the, the title of the story is called "The Audit." I told you this, right? Mentioned no, this to you. no, but I can. <laughs> okay, so this fellow is this, you know, very chashuv lawyer, etc. And he's about, to, you know, his wife went to bed. And he lives in a very, very fancy neighborhood, etc. You know, and um, he's about to go to bed, and there's a knock on the door. He looks out, opens the door, and there's this Meisharim, you know, looking in, who walks in with a briefcase and the whole thing, you know. Right? He says his name is Rebellio, and he's here to make an audit. The guy says, I have an auditor already. He says, no, this is a different type of audit. <laughs> right? He sits down by the, t- by the table, you know, takes out his calculator, takes out his, you know, the files, etc. And he starts going through this and says, like, what's this all about? He says, well, we're going to do a heavenly audit on your, on your, on your, how you've been doing with your business of life. Right? So he starts going through, you know, so based on, you know, uh, uh, the, uh, Section Archaim, Chapter One, you know, Paragraph Three, you know, you you transgress this paragraph so many times in your lifetime, you know, etc. They start making the list, you know, right? 
Then he says, you know, he says, we also have another problem. He says, you know, that you've been overworking and underlearning. He says, what does that mean? She says, well, it's, you know, very simple because, you know, like, like, you know, you have to be respectable, you know. I, I need, he says, yeah, you know, okay, that tie that you're wearing, how much does that tie cost? He says, you know, this, this book, remember this story was written in 1970, right? He says, you know, it costs $28. He says, how much would it cost to get a, re- a tie which would be respectable for your work? You would be, w- with, without, you know, uh, not compromising your respectability at all, how, $5. So it was $22 was, was time you, money that you spent that you didn't need to. Well, how long did it take you to make that money? Well, let's work out your calculation. How, how much he makes per hour, etc. Well, it comes out that, you know, so uh, he uh, could have learned 15 minutes more time. Good. So then he starts going through every single item in the house. Time he's finished, he says, you know, he starts to cut. Now let's take all the time you could have learned, what you, what you could have accomplished. Well, you could have accomplished the time, you know, t- t- three times two shots. Da, 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 da. He says, now, but that's based on, the, the, you know, assuming that you remain the same. But of course, your person gets better. He puts a new calculation in there. There's a pop that he could have finished all of Shokhanarek, you know, and he would come a rub. He says, okay. All of a sudden, he says, it looks based on everything we have over here that there's going to be a rid of seizure for your Nisham. Be a what? Rit of seizure. Rit of seizure. We're taking it back. Taking back the, the property. But over here, the, the seizure is for the nashama. He says, "Oh, he says, no, you can you can make you make a request for a, for a stay uh, for a stay of abeyance. You know, put it in abeyance. Extension. Extension. <laughs> no, you make it, and, and you have to make an offer to the court. Well, what are you offering to the court? And he, this is this whole thing is like, you know, and I read this thing like, Ugh. you know, and like the one thing which hit me, he says, you know, he says, you know, that the fellow says. Based on the chapter, Arachayim, chapter 5, paragraph 1, which is the lochas of having Kavon when you say Hashem's name. He says, you, you've said in your lifetime Hashem's name, he said, like, you know, 9,473,322 times, and you've fulfilled this obligation 40, 54 times. Like, uh, you know, like, you read the, you read the, the uh, so, um, Misa is, we're supposed to be here through Avedah Hashem. That's what we're here for. And if we Hashem, it's Misa. It's not. It's not an Hashem. It's not an It's like, well, you know, like, why are you here? Like, what's the, what's the point? And I have to tell you, there's a Misa that there is a, a there's a year. His name is last name is Schlossberg. I'm not pulling out his first name right now. Chaim Schlossberg. I forgot. The art scroll. They have an art scroll book called Rebellion. He wrote it. So Rebellion is about Rebellion Lapian. Rebellion Lapian was a tzaddik. The man was a tzaddik. Chazani said about him, he says, if you want to see Emunah um, Belev, you look at the Lev was like they, they published his name, they called Lev Leo, Rebellion Lapian, because his heart was so full, just full of, um, of emotion vis-a-vis Hashem and Emunah and the Kosh Says he was. He lived to be well into his nineties. At the age of ninety something, represent passed away, and Barcham used to live in his house. So this Schlossberg had been the Heisbacher. He lived with the Rebellion in the house, and he was there to take care of him and help him, etc. See, and also Rebellion was getting up very, getting up, getting up earlier than usual. Right? Like, started getting up early, really early. So he's like, he needs his sleep. He's not well, you know. He says, like, he finally asked, like, you know, Rebbe, like, why? He says, you know, what happens after 20 years? You come to Shemayim, and they ask you, did you keep the Torah? And you say, yes. He says, okay, no problem. They pull up the sugar and off the shelf. They start going through sif by sif. And they ask you, did you keep this sif? Do you keep this sif? Do you keep this sif? And they're going through every single sif. That's our code of law. And one after the other, they ask you, did you keep it or not? You know, and they have the answer. 
Right. He says, so imagine a person's in that situation, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, somewhere in Simon, you know, Chavzayin, you know, he, he, the answer is no. It's bad, right? But imagine in Sif Aleph. Let's get the first one right. <laughs> you know, Sif Aleph, you know, you Aleph Aleph, you you blow it. Like, what, what's going to be? The first Sif is that the person is Gabra Kari to get up with the Fnei Shachar until the word is buried. He says, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> you know, right? That's the very lappy answer. Okay. It's, the Mishra tonight is not about that. It's not the topic. Okay. Misa is where the, the ruach is not functioning properly. So, if, if you've connected to mace in some extent, that means you've, you've experienced, there's a beautiful word um, that Redesser says, because I'll say that why in Parshas Nosai, so you have the story of the, the, the Saita, and then you have the story of the so as I'll say, because the person is right at the Mikula, yeah, that's a minute. Right? So he says, so let's get this clear. So the person was standing in the base of Mikdash, they brought a woman in. She claimed that she was been faithful, they gave her the drink, and she blew up in front of you. You're gonna be you're gonna be drawn to do Zanus. So you better be Yazatsumanayan. Like that's a pretty great, pretty good deterrent right there, right? Right. Right? <laughs> he says no. See from Chazal, see from the Torah, the Chazal says the biggest deterrent is it's not done. That's the biggest deterrent which exists. It's just not done. Nobody knows that. But once you know somebody does it, it can be done. I, this person got caught. I won't get caught. But the biggest line in the sand is nobody does it. It's just not. It's not in your thought process. A person once it became in, in your thought process, even with a negative result, it's already part of your thought process. You have to respond that you have to do something. You must be yazat Person is nogah b'meis. Means he met the moment where a person wasn't Ayyad Hashem. That's what it means. So in some way that's, he's, he's entered into the world of that there's a possibility of just not, life is not for being Ayyad HaKadosh Baruch Because theoretically, if we truly be Ayyad HaKadosh Baruch the way the world was supposed to be, we'd be alive still. So touching the mace, impacting with Misa means impacting with the idea that there's, a, there's, a, there's other usages of life other than Avodah Hashem. So you can't be in the mace of Mikdash. You need to go through a process to, and he later on deals with how the process helps you deal with that. Okay, that's, that's a suggestion. Um, he said that's why the, 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 we find that Avodah Zorah is referred to as Zivchei Mesim. Because the Vodazora is that perfect between you and your creator, it's the whole antithesis of the, of the, of the, yeah. the, the idea. So it's, it's, it's Misa. And the more learns out that the, 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 there's Tuma on the Vodazora, it has Tuma like a mace. Yeah. It has Hilkos Tuma, the more in shop, it has Tuma like a mace, because it's, it's, it's Misa. It's yeah. death. That's what death is. Okay, the Suga Shani is the Nyanam of Tuma. So, um, so it's not enough. Next paragraph. supposed to be So the Levim, these are the people who are, are set aside for the to be the Hashem. It's Kedusha. It's not not type. It's not functioning, focusing after this world. Right? It's 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 and these are tumors which are are built in the concept of of the elements of. Of the physical desire, etc. That's the third one. That's the second one. The third one, the Sayyaf and Sukhashti Shalavaris, Shalem, Nakbila is Tumasadas, Abbas and all these bonus at both. 
They saw it really as We're going to see the Gemara. Okay, um, fine. So therefore, if this is represents a breakdown in Beram Lachaberoi, so the Oynish that is Saras. That's that's what he suggests. Um, I put more of it in. This is time wise. We're not going to have a chance to do all of it. So let's move on to the next thing. So, let's hit the Ramu first. Let's hit the Ramu first. Um, so this is the end of Hilchus. The Ramam in general, you know, even though the Sefer is, is a halacha Sefer, and the, 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 perp, the purpose of the Ramam's Mishnah Torah was to create a compendium of all the mitzvahs and all the halachas that a person needs to know. Ramam basically had in mind when he wrote the Sefer to be a Kitzvah Shachanah of all the halachas. He didn't write it to be a halacha Sefer that everybody sits and writes comment. And he wrote the Sefer, it should be basically an end all of all sorts. There'd be no need to anybody in the Sefer. You know what to do. Everything is one. We've solved all the world's problems. There's no sefer which has generated more swarm on it than the, other than the Rambam. Right? The Rambam, you know, they, there's, you know, they, there's, they, they have lists of bibliographies of how many. The sefer which is the most sefer written on besides the Chumash is the Rambam. So his, his goal of making it like the, the sefer to be the, be the be all and end all didn't work. That being said, there Timonim historically actually were makabel the Rambam as their psaka. They didn't, they didn't use Shulchan They used Rambam. So Ram told me one time he was, well, he, he was sitting in a you know in a shul somewhere, and the money kid walks in and takes it on his shoulder, starts reading it like a kishkanar. I mean, they, you know, like he's reading you know kishkanar, you know, line after line, you know, like no lum, there's no arguments, no discussions, it's more it's like reading, like reading kishkanar. And the first like that's weird. So like, no, that's exactly what he had in mind. Like that's what the Ram had in mind. Okay, but at the end of each section, he usually puts in a musa thought. It's actually it's the safer of somebody who has malakad all the Musa thoughts of the Rambam throughout the Yad and put it together into one safer so you can save the time reading the Halakha part just to the Musa part. That's pretty cool. What is that called? Musa Rambam, something like that. Okay. The, the word Saras has under some really many things which we wouldn't see any connection between them. Okay. Shrey Loiman or Ha'odam Kari Saras there's no logical explanation for this begot all of a sudden turning green or turning red. It's not a mold that we're talking about. There isn't a barman that suggests maybe it's a mold, okay. right? But it's not the. Right? All of a sudden in the house, there's this green thing growing over there. It's not referring to that. Rambam says very clearly, it's a nace. El oisu pella hoy biyisrael. Because it was a sign and a wonder. Kel hazirim miloshon hara. Shem sabal miloshon hara. Mishtanas kiras base a person would speak loshon hara. His house would would uh, the walls would change color. Uh, if he does tshuva, so uh, the house would become tor. If he would not change, and the house now is now destroyed, 
So then what happens? He's still saying Lashon Hara. So Mishnah and Kli Ha'or Sheba Beis Hashugyosh Sheba Shechavolim. The the uh, leather seats that he would lie on, sit on the mattress, the the, the beds, etc., would, would would change color. If Chazaboy Yitzuru Vimama Beirishay Ach Yisrofu that if they he doesn't they, if, they, if he doesn't do tshuva they don't become tor so they're burnt and he's still saying his lashon hara so then mishtanim abegadim sholav and not only is it what he lies on but the actual clothing which he wears will change color his clothing is now burnt and he's still speaking lashon hara mishtanim aroy he'll become he'll become a mitzara v'yemovdul mufursum avadai he will be, he'll be distinct and clear. People will stay away from him. They'll avoid him. Kolachos, they have to avoid him. Till he learns that you shouldn't be having this up his speech. Okay. Okay. Um, I once read a online article. Somebody sent to me. I don't remember the name of the article. It's like years and years and years ago. Before I had, a, I was able to read it online. Somebody printed it out and gave it to me. Um, that's how many years ago it was. Um, about imagining what would be like to live in a world where there was saras. So, like you know, you, you, you sit down by social this, and the guy says, you know, you what happened to Yanko? Wah! All of a sudden, says, okay, so, like, I moves away from him. Like wah wah wah. What's your arm? There's a white patch in his arm. Like, 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 they start describing that, like very intense. Um, and he has to go to the Kayan, and the Kayan would give him Musser, etc. Now, so, while Indians and Mount Tarbam, he showed me be careful, don't get Saras, means be careful. Remember what the Russian did to Miriam. So he goes to the, 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 the Miriam. She was older. She raised him. She, she endangered her life to save him. She didn't actually insult him or say something negative about him. She just made a mistake. She compared them to other Nevi'im. And he wasn't upset at all. She never reached so Tsaras can come under those circumstances the Kabul Khimer, the Bay Odam Hur Shoyim at Tipshim, Shmarmaladabur, Gdalas when he flows, they say you know, make up all these different types of speech about people. You can imagine how bad that is. Figuroy the Misha Roitz and Lakavan or Khusov Lisrachim Yeshiva son. If you want to make sure that your path is correct, just stay away from them. And don't speak to them. You shouldn't be caught in their net. This is what happens. First, they just have conversations of nothing significant. You hear the voice of Xil, just he talks too much. Once you're talking so much, so we mentioned something that's in the Rabbi. Ah, Rabbi so and so. Yeah, you should just know Rabbi so and so. You know. Do you remember Talmud? Says Shekhar, Derbas Tzadikos. Tochagilah Hergul Daber Benavim. Well, if you talk about Tzadikim, 
And then the Nevi'im, you know, Yeshaya, you know, he wasn't so special, Yeshaya, you know, I, mean, I, you know, I knew Yeshaya when he was a Bakr. You should know what he did. They would. They were insulting the uh, the the, mess, the, shli, the messengers of Hashem. The Nevi'im, boysim devorim matatim and Nevi'im. Metorach boim ladam rebelukim. We come from Eker. Eventually, you, you talk against the Kadosh Baruch Hu. Kinyan shenemar beachapa bnei Yisrael. The worm shall look kain al Hashem and look kain. Reoimer shatam shemayim pm ulsham tilach baoritz. So they punch up at their mouth against shemayim. Me garm lehem losis b'shemayim pm. The shenem shalachu b'tilchila baoritz because they 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 spoke too much down here. So you see, as a Rishoyim, she garmers lam yeshivas kronos, yeshivas kinesir shalami arts, yeshivas b'tayish shalos. That's what happens if you sit in their shuls, you sit in their gatherings, you sit with them in the, in the bar. That's what happens. Avasichas k'sheri Yisrael. Ainalavadidikarvukakvalavukakvalavukakvalavukakvalavukakvalavukakvalavukakvalavukakvalavukakvalavukakvalavukakvalavukakvalavukakvalavukakvalavukakvalavukakvalavukakvalavukakvalav
But it goes through this idea that the Bershom gives a message of punishment in a light way, hoping the person will respond to that and then not have to do... Um, so I'm sorry. This first step is he has to sell his his not his real, not his real estate, but his mobile mobile movable properties, mobile property. I'm sorry. made us the purpose of the world. Um, we have the Kaikh Bakira, um, and the Bershom asked us to do that. The person gets drawn into um, things he shouldn't get drawn into. Um, so he deserves to have a, a punishment, etc. The Bershom has Rahman that he does it uh, in, in the way of. Um, okay. So the. Um, Bottom, bottom of that piece. For sure, the two lines on the bottom. Bakar Buma Yisrael. The Russian chose Klai Yisrael as that nation. Remember, Bakar Bakar Hashem Lekach Lius Loy Lams Skula. The nation of Tikkus Hamachum and Mitzvah Yisbarach He Yosef Riyah Mitzuyah Beishe Zayse Uma. The Russians hope that what mankind should accomplish is found in our nation. Mimashatia Beishe Zulasa, and it should probably be Beishe Zulasa more than it's found in other nations. We have a Messiah like that. Now, the Russian gave us the Torah to how to think and the, the, the actions to do properly. That's the, fine. If you don't do that, you're going to be, get your servant to remind you. The Russian will not put the Machu. If Klaison generals do acting properly, so he's not throwing us out, the Yechidim will get special treatment. First step will be Nige Begodim. It doesn't apply to Goyim. It's only special chesed that Hashem does. Nige Begodim. If a person doesn't get the message, then it's Begodim. So Ram's thought process is from further distinct from the person to closer to the person. So the house, what he lies on, his clothing that he's wearing, his own body. The uh, supporter has the order is first is Nigay Begadim, then Nigay Batim, because I mean, pro- in some, to some extent, the need for shelter is greater than the need for clothing. Right? So you end up with no, no clothing and no shelter. Right? Um, so that's the order. That's why it doesn't apply to Goyim. When the, the nation does not deserve this special treatment. So we have no, we have no recollection of such this, this pal of the Russian made because it's we have no shaykh to such a world where the Russian would have give us such a special treatment. Right. So he has to order differently. Um, the Ramban also points out that, 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 that this, so the Ramban, the Rambam, the Surah all point out that this is, it was clearly, you know, Nigei Adam, you can understand, there's, there, is, there is illnesses in the body, etc. There's no illness in a piece of clothing. There's no illness on a wall. 
of a house. Fine. Um, the, um, the next page is an Arakayim Kaddish, which he just deals with, and I do it inside. He deals with the order is, is strange. Wherever you learn, the order is strange. So the Torah writes the order, Nige Adam, Nige Begadim, Nige Batim. So the order should have been either Nige Batim, Nige Begadim, Nige Adam, or Nige Begadim, Nige Batim, Nige Adam. That, that's, that's how it's going to happen. Right? So the Rechem HaKadosh is the Torah wrote a this way to tell you, listen, the message is, I want you to understand, really, it should be on you. I'm doing a chesed, I'm putting it you know, on other things, uh, on the house, on the bag, etc. But the Bershom's message is that's why it's written that order. Okay, what, bring, what causes um, Nagoyim? So this is a, the Enyak of the Gemara in Erechen. The seven things which bring Nagoyim. Alashon Har is one, Ashik Hazdamim, Ashur a person who's stingy. And it brings psukim um, for each one of them. So that's the Gemara's version. The Medrash, the next page, says, So there's, you get those seven plus some more. The three chemurs, Person is probably being something similar to Sarasai, a person who doesn't forgive somebody else, they should have something. And it brings looking for all of that. Um, so you can look at that if you want. Okay. The Meretzakuma says, "I see a in the 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 goyim boy So there's left. You're just thinking bad thoughts. It causes animosity between people, between friends. Then he brings something for all of that, and that takes it to the end of the packet. No. <laughs> it takes it to the end of the packet, right. Um, so I'm trying to figure out if Rabdovitz Hoffman is right. right? So if, you, if, if you're focusing on Lush and Hara, which is like the stand, the, the the standard one, so yeah, that's been and that that would be a very nice approach. But you know, Chazal, these the Gemara, um, you know, the the, the Medrash has a Vodazar, Gilarayas, Shrikhazdamim, you know, Kilashem, the both the Medrash and the Medrash. The Gemara is uh, um, doesn't have a Vodazar. Has Lashon Har, which is Bedam Lachaveru, Shvichus Domim, Shulashav, could mean between two individuals. Gilarayus is the person taking advantage of something improperly, possibly Gazel Ruach, Gazel Tsarasayan. So that you could sort of put under the umbrella of Bedam Lachaveru. Once you get to the Medrash, it adds a Bedazorah. 
Chil Hashem, etc., different things like that. It seems to be more expansive. Um, so, uh, which one of these is Ben Adam Atzma? Well, according to his list of Ben Adam Atzma, Ben Adam Atzma is is if we look at the the function of the person to be kaddish to to relate to the world properly. So anything which has to do, in general, that has to do with the world of Taifu, which a lot of the Nyanam, a lot of the Tumas Yerzabigufa, you have to do basically with the world of, of, of male-female interaction. So the person is indulging in too much. So that's, that, that, you know, in, in, a, in a broad sense, that's how he sees it over there. Um, so I, I want to share with you a thought, which I don't, I'm not sure if it, if it explains it 100%. Um, and maybe it just I, I, you know, I think it gives maybe gives at least a framework to think about it. Okay, um, I don't think I shared this with you. I, I was grappling with the uh, the division between Sefer of Shemos and Sefer of Yigra. Did I discuss this with you? If you look at the place where the Torah divides it, it seems to be very difficult to understand why that's the spot. Right. So then, the Sefer Shemos you have a Kodesh Malayta Mishkan. The version was there. Moshe, and he called Moshe, and then he spoke to him. Like it's like, why? Like it's a funny place to put the put the pause. It's it's the psukim read together. The version was Mishkan, and he called Moshe into the Mishkan, and he spoke to him, and he gave him this mitzvah. So, just in chronologically, they seem to flow together. Okay, number one, number two. The purpose of the Mishkan is Kribonis. So, theoretically, I could see Sefer Shmois, which is about Yisrael Mitzrayim, right? Is Shmois through then the Mishpatim, right? Then the Mishpatim has the last port, talks about the end of the, the last capital of Mishpatim, talks about the, the again, talks about Nasim and Ishma, all the parts of the. And now Matan Torah is finished. So, good. End of the Sefer. There's a new Sefer. Build a Mishkan, bring your bonus. I, I'm fine with that also. Right? Or, theoretically, we should say that, the, you say, you know what? Mishkan is part of the Sefer as well. Okay, fine. Explain that to me. So, put Parshas Vayikra, Parshas Saab, and the first half of Shemini, which is the Kabonis, together with Sefer Shmois. Like, but why divide Mishkan on one side and Kabbalah on the other side and put Mishkan with right. you see it's Mitzrayim it, 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 there's something there's something we're missing okay so that's what I was grappling with so I had the following thought um, if we, we go back to creation 101 right the version created the world so the version's goal in creating the world was as it were to create a partner that there's, some, there's a being which he's creating which will be a partner in creation and will, and will, create, and will be able to cre- create a world for himself. His Elam Haba, the human being creates, it's the rational, did it in such a way that you, you do it in such a way you sort, of, you sort of earn it, you sort of, and therefore when you get it, you feel good about it because you're not embarrassed. So the Russian gave us, to do that, the Russian gave us independence. If we would feel our, if we would understand our reality in an obvious way of how much we are just part of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, we wouldn't be able to function 
as independent beings, what the Russian wants us to do. So the Russian, as it were, recreated the world, sort of created enough, enough space that we can perceive ourselves to exist as if we're independent. Okay? That's step number one. What was the purpose of that? That the human being should then turn around and reach out to his creator and join the Kodesh Boruch. Um, if you think about that, that's a scary thought because the most basic need a human being has is they want to exist. The most scary thing is they have, we have is the loss of existence. Um, forget about the Russian and a man, a, a man and a, a husband and a wife, right? So we ask the partners to submit to the other, give, be mavat to the other person. We have difficulty. Why do we have difficulty? Because we feel we're being diminished as, a, as, as human beings by doing so. We're losing part of our existence. I'm giving away my, my con- part of my control to somebody else. What's the reality? The reality is when you do that, you become one and you have a greater being. But we're scared of it. Because at first glance, it seems to me we're giving away our being. So that's true vis-a-vis another human being. We stand, look at Kosh Baruch and say, listen, if I really understand that, that the, I'm supposed to give up my existence to Kosh Baruch because it really is my existence, so I don't exist anymore. I don't like not existing. Saddam Rishon says, you know, great, sounds good. I'd rather be in control. What's the reality? When you submit, you become part of Kosh Baruch and you have existence. But we don't think like that. Sefer Bereshis is about the job of a man reaching out to Kodesh Baruch Hu and failing until Avraham Avinu comes along and says he reaches out to Kodesh Baruch Hu. He seeks to, be, to connect to Kodesh Baruch Hu. He's given the mitzvah of Milo. The Rosh Hashem is a Milo. The, 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 the Rizal says, Mi yala lanu hashemayma. Who is the person who could reach, go, up to, go up to heaven? Okay, who is going to reach out to connect? Avraham Avinu does that. That's that, that, that is all, all those separations about mankind trying to get it right, reaching out to Kodesh Baruch Aram does it, Yitzhak does it, Yaakov does it. They fail, they don't fail, etc. Okay. Sefer Shmois. Sefer Shmois is a whole new book. The person says, you know, Yechidim are able to reach out to me and find me. A nation, which I, I want to have a nation of people doing this, it's not going to work. I need to reveal myself to them. So as much as he pulled himself out of the Bria, he's going to inject himself back into the Bria. So all of a sudden there's open nisim and there's miracles and the person's presence is obvious. That I'm the I'm existence, I didn't, that I didn't show them. Right? Being the of They didn't know me as Hashem. They didn't know as the source of all this. They didn't see me like that. They figured it out. That was there. I, didn't, I didn't reveal that to them. To you, I'm revealing that. I'm putting myself back into the picture. I'm the source of all existence. Till the point that the version's presence dwells at Vayasa. That's the end of the Sefer Shemois. What's supposed to happen now? Versus, okay, fine. I took myself out, put myself back in a little bit. Now, what's, now let's go back to plan A. You find me. That's Sefer Vayikra. Sefer Yikra is the human being is mocked of himself to Kodesh Baruch. He brings himself close to Kodesh Baruch. 
and the Arab Karbonis is the person says, I I've put myself in as far as I'm willing to go, my friends, it's your turn. That's what Sefer Yikr is about, the commands to do that. How, what are the what are the kale which allow you to do that? Okay. What is Sefer Bimidbor? Sefer Bimidbor is a person of Kale, you know, continues with that thought. Let's 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 arrange you around the Mishkan. Let's put the Mishkan there at the beginning, you know, and we arrange you all around the Mishkan and focus on the Mishkan, etc. And then, okay, blow it, and then you blow it again. It's Klai's as a nation, not seeking out a Kodesh Borkul. And Bershom says, go there, so then, no, let's think about ourselves. Excuse me, the whole idea was, I wasn't giving you the, 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 this idea that you should say no, I was giving you the, the choice that you should have to say yes. Okay, fine. Okay, you know what Bershom says, don't go to this, okay? Let's go to this, my feeling. Now, Bershom says, Moshe is the Bechir, nah, I think Karak is. You know, it's Klai still grappling with the issue again, as a nation. That's the story of the, of the, of, of, of our five our four chumashim. The Mormons of the Rambam right? So if you think about it, it's a fascinating thing, right? So here is so the first two, two and a half parshiyos are about kibbutz. It's about the human being, mamish bringing himself to a kaddish world. Then it starts a whole new conversation. The whole new conversation is about what are the things which are going, what are the things which are going to distance you to stay away from. Eventually, we'll talk about In between, we have the parshas of, of, of Tuma. Before you have Machal Asurus, parshas Achrimos, you have the Bias Asurus, and in between you have Hilchos Tuma, which is the second, half, the last, the, the last half of the, the, the Shmini, the last, well, excuse me, the last half of the, of the last parak of Shmini, Tazriyam and Sarah, Achrimos. Talks about the Russian how the Russian gave us the process of kapora of tuma in the base of mitzvah and yom kippur. Then it goes back to kabbalas. Don't bring kabbalas outside of the base of mitzvah, and then it talks about the bias of service. So it's an interesting thing. Again, if we would want to sort of write the book, I, uh, I write. You know, there's things which you know can slap you away. Good, machal service, bias of service, and then you know it doesn't do that. It's in between. It puts this the idea of tuma. So, but I think, but if, if going back to our original thought, what is tuma? Tuma is when the man perceives himself as being separate, because the brusham is, is life, and that's chayim, elikim chayim. As much as you connect to Hashem Baruch you're alive. When you pull yourself away, you're not alive. That's that's what tuma is. Tuma is the separation. the separation of Hashem Baruch So what the, the what Chazal was seeing over here that. Tzaras, out of all the tumors, is, is the buser, you're walking around supposedly alive and you're dead. When you're dead, you're dead. That's tumor space. It's actually that's written way later on. The first tumor which, which is described, which is describing the human being, besides the is the first one is birth. And, you know, one of the ways to explain the idea of birth is birth is mamish that. The woman had a life inside of herself which she gave away. So there was a moment, there's an element of death over there. And the next one is Saras. Saras is that the part of the person is dead. He's not alive. Then you go on to the the, the Lachas of the Zav and the Nida and the Yolanda. That's that's, the the Zav and the Nida and and the Tumuscari, etc. That's the end of Parsons of Mitzar. So I I think at least what what you can see how Avodah Zorah 
can't be not Tsaras. Chil Hashem cannot be not Tsaras. Birchaz Hashem cannot be not Tsaras. Those have to be part of the picture. So I think that's that, that that's where I, I I'm, if I'm seeing my picture right, that's where I think that those, those the matter is that in those points. But what is the fascinating? A matter of fact, the fascinating half of the picture is the opposite. The chiddush is not that there's a saras for Avodah Zara and for Pirchas Hashem and Chil Hashem. The chiddush is saras for Loshon Hara. Like what's wrong with Loshon Hara? The Russian made the interaction between men, mankind, between members of Klaiso. So important that he said that's also a lack of chayim vis a vis me. Because each member of Kaiso is part of the, the chayim of Kodesh Borahu, and how dare you distance yourself from that? You as a nation are, the, are now the ones who have the chayim of Kodesh Borahu. So don't think that you can exist uh, independently of that person. So you're destroying your chayim when you distance yourself from that person. That's the Kiddush. The Kiddush is, you know. So maybe what he's saying, you know, Hoffman is right in the sense that it's the tumor of, the, it represents the tumor of the Hebra because that's where the Kiddush of Tzaras is over there. That, you know, the, the Gemara doesn't even mention those other ones because, like, you know, that, like, you know, it's like the Medr says, like, what else? Of course. This is Zivchei Mason. This is death. So it's Basra Mace. I don't want to suggest the Pshat, the thought process, but... Uh, I think, you know, if the Pshat is not right, but at least I, th- I think in the general thought process of understanding the, the history of, of mankind and, and the, the flow of the, of the Chumashim, it's a very powerful thing to think about. Okay. Wow. Thank you. Thank you very much.